Hello friends, welcome to the Hippie Christian Who Cares. I'm Chrissy Baki and I am the Hippie Christian and I do care, but I also say who cares what I have to say. I hope you come and listen for just a little bit of enlightenment, a little bit of spiritual wellness and who knows, maybe God wants you to hear something that I have to say. I'm giggling because there's so many things I do want to say, and tonight it has to do with um, getting your hands dirty. But then my brain instantly went to that sticky hand, and they didn't have those, I don't think, when I was young. I remember them more when my children were young, but it's kind of like this um, hand that looks like jello or, you know, super soft, plasticky kind of stuff. And it, then it also has like a little string on it, like a tail on it. And then it's, of course, kind of sticky. And so the whole idea is you like throw it at something and you hold on to the tail and it sticks. And that's funny. It's so weird, but it is actually kind of hilarious. On top of that, tonight, if you hear that little ice jiggling, it's because I have myself a kitty cocktail. Yeah, I wanted to just say cocktail, but I did actually look up the meaning of cocktail, and that does imply there's alcohol, and I don't drink. I don't judge you if you drink. It's just not for me. So I'm calling it a kitty cocktail or a mixed drink because nobody says that mixed drinks have to be mixed with alcohol little bit of Canada Dry Zero Sugar Ginger Ale and a sugar-free strawberry lemonade Nature's Twist from the Sam's Club. Thank you, John and Luann, for a little case of Nature's Twist for my birthday present. I know. Isn't that kind of fun and cool? Anyways, it's like I'm 10. But great podcast this time because it's all about getting your hands dirty. And who doesn't like that? So before we get into the whole get your hands dirty thing, I got to share where the idea came from. Um, Of all places, it came from a funeral that I recently went to or a memorial service, sort of same thing. Um, A friend of ours, Barb Z, as we would call her, passed away on September 21st. And so her family had her funeral on September 24th. And my mother-in-law graduated with Barb Z and was friends with her for many years. In fact, Barb was excellent at making lefse, which is Norwegian sort of potato bread. It's so weird. It's like a Norwegian tortilla. It's so weird and so super delicious. And Barbzy did a great job at making it and super kind and shared it with our family. And so me and my mother-in-law went to I think that's I, my mother-in-law and I went to, not that you've ever 
thought about this being a super grammatically correct <laughs> podcast, I mean, seriously, go back and listen to the recordings. Disaster is all I'm saying. But my mother-in-law mother-in-law and I went to um, the visitation and the memorial service and um, Pastor John Schmidt from Our Savior Our Savior's Lutheran Church in West Salem, Wisconsin, officiated. Unfortunately, the pastors at Barb's church were um, both out of town. And so Pastor John came from Our Savior's from one of Barb's daughter's um, church. She's a member of that church. And he did an outstanding job taking sort of some core principles or core values of Barb's that um, she taught her children and her grandchildren and her great-grandchildren and incorporated them into what a beautiful human she was. And honestly, I don't think Leanne, Lori, Leslie, or Lynette listen to my podcast. I might send it to them though, because it is a beautiful thing that after you have died and gone to heaven, that your story can still be a testament of your faith. And I think that's a really cool thing. So one of the things that was um, Barb's, you know, things in life that you should just follow is don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. And anybody who has was born, you know, 50s, 60s, early 70s, probably had a lot of parents that said, don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. And isn't that the truth? Like there's something about hard work. There's something about getting your hands dirty. And, um, you know, it also just means like, don't be afraid to get in there and do something. Not every job requires your hands to get filthy, dirty, but just don't be afraid of hard work. All of the principles that he shared that were important to Barb were all good stuff. Uh, but this don't get your hands dirty really stuck with me. And as I was going home, I thought, you know, boy, that'd be a cool podcast. Because when you are preaching at a funeral, you clearly want to preach Easter. You want to preach risen Lord Jesus Christ, and you want to preach the forgiveness of sins and the grace and mercy of God and that the person is now in heaven. And it that's a beautiful thing. And and you want to reflect on who this person was and, and how they um, lived their life and will now continue to live eternally. And so I don't think Pastor John got to fully um, expound on getting your hands dirty, but he definitely said that like Barb, Jesus too got his hands dirty. Jesus was a hands-on savior. And don't be afraid to get your hands dirty is 
following who Jesus is and what he does. And it's a very, very cool thing. And it got me thinking about how Jesus actually used his hands. And it's super duper cool. I'm going to throw in the commercial early this time because I just want to make sure that we really pay attention to how Jesus used his hands. So let's get the commercial out of the way. The first example comes from Matthew 8, verse 3, in regards to Jesus touching a man with leprosy. So if you know anything about leprosy, it's a disease of the skin. It's pretty gross. And unfortunately, in Jesus's time, where modern medicine isn't what it is today, well, it wasn't modern medicine, where medicine wasn't modern, and it isn't anything that it is today, in an effort to keep people safe, they basically kicked out people who were sick out of the community so that nobody else would be, so that they wouldn't be contagious and so that the d disease wouldn't spread. And there would be these colonies of lepers. And sadly, it was like almost equivalent to like homeless colonies where these people almost fended for themselves. And so anyways, it was just sad and there was a lot of stigma behind it. But think about if you have ever seen or been in a circumstance where your skin has sores on it. Maybe you had a rash. Um, maybe, um, Maybe you got burned or, but something that has like where skin has, is disfigured. I think in leprosy, there might be like some oozing too. I know that's so gross. Like I got to admit though, like that pimple popper and stuff like that. I find it a little bit intriguing. I want a little bit more than just the same, um, lipoma coming out though. I know. Why do I get into that? Why do people get into it? I think it's weird and interesting. I find all like blood and stitches and pus and all that kind of stuff very interesting. Do I necessarily want to touch that? I'm not so sure, especially if there's a chance that I could get sick or something. But here Jesus is not only touching these people who haven't probably been touched in days, weeks, months, potentially years, but it's also like against sort of like the law, like there was rules that you can't touch people because then you become unclean. But Jesus wasn't worried about that. He was worried about touching them and healing them. He was worried about touching them and loving them because he didn't have to touch them. You know, this is the God that speaks creation into existence. So he could have been like healed and they would have been healed, but he gets his hands dirty. He reaches in and touches somebody. How cool is that? Um, 
lots of times where he touches somebody's eyes um, to make them see. In um, in Mark seven, um, chapter thirty or verse thirty three, he heals somebody by putting his fingers in their ears. Then he spits on his hands and touches their mouth. What is that? Oh my goodness, how crazy is that? And yet I kind of find it super cool, kind of like um, becoming like blood brothers or, you know, like a spit and handshake or whatever. I don't know. I find weird stuff like that cool and intriguing, but some people probably are super grossed out by it. Um, I didn't write this verse down, but another time where he reaches down in the mud and he puts mud on someone's eyes to make them see, well, that seems weird, right? Like, but it brings a whole new meaning to clear as mud. God gets his hands dirty. In Luke, um, when the disciples are in the Garden of Gethsemane and Judas comes up and kisses Jesus and all of a sudden the Roman soldiers are like jumping all over Jesus and Peter pulls out his sword and he, you know, cuts this guy's ear off and Jesus touches the guy's bloody side of their head and heals his ear this is an enemy. This is somebody that is about ready to crucify Jesus Christ. And he is putting his hands on his bloody mess of a head. And it makes me wonder, did that Roman soldier realize that he was healed by Jesus Christ? Did he get it three days later when Jesus rose from the dead? Did he become a Christian? Because if he didn't, wow, he's missing the boat. Like Jesus got his hands bloody for that guy. Um, Jesus in um, Luke 440, it talked about how Jesus had healed people. And when people started hearing that, they just started bringing all of their sick to Jesus. And he would heal them. He would touch them and heal them. There's also in Mark 5 and also in Luke, the story of the woman who'd been bleeding for like 12 years. So she legit had a period for like 12 years. I mean, people barely want to talk about that in the year 2022. Nobody wanted to talk about it in the time of Christ. And again, like a leper, women were considered unclean like they can't really touch anything you can't touch them you're going to become unclean this is a bad thing and she touches the hem of Jesus she touches the cloak of Jesus because she knows that that is her last chance at getting better and it, she's instantly healed and amongst this giant crowd Jesus is like hey who just touched my cloak and Peter's like, dude, 
there's like a million people around here. What do you mean? Everybody's touching you. He's like, nope, somebody touched me and power has come out of me. And she falls at his feet because she knows like, hey, I shouldn't be touching him. I'm unclean. And yet she knows that it's her only way. And she spills her guts. And Jesus tells her, your faith has made you well. Live blessed. Live well, live blessed. That's the version in the message. And I love it. So Jesus is the guy, is the God, 100% man, 100% God, getting his hands dirty for us. I like to title each little segment as I am recording my podcast because I do them in short segments. So, you know, occasionally I can take a little drink of my kitty cocktail, which is delicious, by the way. But I giggle because I name them funny things. And so that last little short eight minute episode about how Jesus gets his hands dirty and touches us when we're sick and broken and in need of forgiveness and all kinds of things. And I, so I labeled it, Jesus touches us when we are gross. It's so true though, right? And that makes me think of like a mom situation where your four-year-old is just like has snot running down their nose and you're all of a sudden caught without a Kleenex or a napkin or a paper towel and you just wipe the snot right with your hand and then you're like wiping your hands on your own clothes. Yet not even close to what Jesus does for us. And yet somehow at least you can kind of get that visual of touching something gross and doing it because of your unconditional love. I wish our love was as unconditional as Christ's was. Because I also got to, you know, all of a sudden when you start talking about hands and don't be afraid to get your hands dirty and what other hand um, quotes are there. And I thought, you know, getting caught red handed, which I actually thought was also derived from where somebody says, I wash my hands of this. I thought the two of them were similar because obviously in the world of red handed, um, getting caught red handed means you you're caught and the evidence is right there. So my brain went like you're caught red handed if you were like you murder someone and your hands have their blood all over it. Right. And I thought that that also went back to when Pilate says, I am innocent of this man's blood. And as he is washing his hands in front of everybody. So the truth is, I wash my hands of this is an absolute direct correlation to Pilate saying, I'm innocent and I'm washing my hands of this. And the interesting thing, though, is when you really do say that, when you say I'm washing my hands of this, for Pilate, there was definite guilt involved. Like he could have stopped it from happening. I mean, could he have? Humanly, yes, he could have, but Jesus didn't mean anything to him. Power did, and mob mentality got the best of him. 
And so I think he knew. Well, he did. He said, I'm washing, this man is innocent, and I'm washing my hands of this. So even Jesus's accuser, I shouldn't say accuser, but executioner, at least the guy who calls for the execution, admits that Christ was innocent. Um, but I thought the caught red-handed was like, like his hands were full of Jesus's blood, not literally, but sort of figuratively. But apparently it has something to do with Scotland and some weird contest about whoever touches the other side of the shore and some guy cut his hand off and threw it to win and it was a bloody hand. Gross. I like mine a lot better, but the interesting thing though is caught red-handed, Jesus being innocent, he took on all our sins. And so as Jesus's hands do get bloody and red-handed from being nailed to a cross, he is caught red-handed. He is caught red-handed and all the evidence is there against him for all of our sinfulness, for all of the sins that anybody God creates would ever do. And so Jesus is caught red-handed and he doesn't wash his hands of it. He's red-handed. He dies with these bloody, dirty hands. And he doesn't wash it away until he claims victory over that death. And in doing that, we are washed clean. We are washed clean in baptism. We are washed clean in absolution, confession and absolution, whether that is privately with you and God or publicly in a church setting or privately between a pastor or priest and you um, or to another friend. When we confess our sins, we get absolution from God and God's grace comes in the form of forgiveness, comes in the form of baptism. It comes in the form of God's word. It comes in the form of the body and blood in communion. And we get to have clean hands. Like our sins are washed away. We don't have any blood on us because Jesus poured out all his blood for us. So cool. Am I right? I do kind of wonder though, in the world of Jesus getting his hands dirty, do you think he wished he had one of those sticky hands where he could just pull it out of his robe, stick it on the leper and be like, you're healed and then pull it back. But then would that be gross? Cause there'd be like little skin on it and that'd be icky. But then like maybe just dip it in the Jordan River and move on. I don't know. I think maybe Jesus just finds those sticky hands as funny as I do. This past week, I drove to Menominee, Wisconsin, 
to visit the University of Wisconsin Stout and present to some art education students, and it was super fun. I listened to a book on tape on the way there called Super Added by Hosanna Wong. Super good. Loved it. I'm sure that will come out in some future podcasts. And then on the way home, I started listening to Podcasts Made Simple. And I'm not mature enough to do this. And I'm not mature enough to even listen to somebody tell me how to podcast because they would say something and my brain would be like, oops, don't do that. Mm, Don't do that either. And I don't do that. And so I clearly am the exception to every rule on how not to podcast. And somehow I'm okay with it. Like, I think this is fun and I'm just going to keep doing it. I had a reason why I was telling you that though. Oh, I know what it was. For heaven's sakes. That's the part where they're like, you should write your script out. Because then you won't just ramble. And I'm like, "Mm, but rambling is what I do. And I think people kind of enjoy the occasional, well, maybe more than occasional tangent. The other thing that they said to do was to have um, like a call to action. And I think sometimes I do have a call to action. So anyways, I'm sure you've noticed that this podcast is way more polished than all the other ones I've done. Not just kidding. I'm just going to keep being me and hopefully that's okay with you because I want you to be you too. I do want to be the best version. So I'll keep listening to the podcast made simple and keep trying to do things that make this better. But overall, I think it's for fun. And even though I think I'm up to like $26 now, it's not, I'm not trying to make money off of anybody other than Anchor and Spotify, which by the way, thank you for when I do cash out and you give me $25 just for talking in a microphone in my spare bedroom slash office, which is not even close to professional. But until then, I'm just going to be who I am and I want you to be who you are. But the call to action is how do we get our hands dirty? How do we grow and point and share Jesus with others in a hands-on sort of way? Right now, shaking somebody's hands, well, you don't really shake both unless you do the double shake. Well, then I guess that's you using both your hands to shake. Um, Rarely do you do a two-handed shake, but (laughs) maybe we should start trying that. Hello, (laughs) hold out both hands. That would be weird and awkward, but it would be kind of hilarious. But my real point, though, is shaking somebody's hands right now could be considered getting your hands dirty in a COVID-filled, germ-filled world where we're super conscious of it these days. Shaking somebody's hands hand, quit saying hands, is a big deal. You almost have to ask for permission. 
same with hugging somebody. And is hugging getting your hands dirty? No, but it's an all-in situation. So you know what I'm saying there. But the handshaking, boy, there's something about physical touch. And obviously there was so many verses in the Bible where God touches people, where Jesus actually physically connects with people, hugs little children and lets them sit on their lap when kids were considered insignificant and not really worth anything. Oh, that's so sad. Same with women. Ouch. Um, but we all know that's getting much better. Seriously, America, get it together. But we can get it together if we get our hands dirty and if we do the right thing and keep doing the right thing. Picking up litter from your neighbor's yard or from even from your own yard that could blow into your neighbor's yard or, you know, in a parking lot or at work or, you know, those moments where it's just easier to it's not easier, it's harder, but to do the right thing that might get your hands a little bit dirty. Um, helping, helping somebody across the street or with directions or um, digging in your pockets when somebody might need money. And, you know, that's a, that's a slippery slope of do you give somebody money who begs for money? Do you give somebody money who's holding a sign, sitting on a street corner? Um, I think you do what God calls you to do. And if it feels like the right thing to do, and you feel like God is giving you that nudge to say, yep, do it today, then do it. What happens with that money isn't important. It's what God does for you and what God does for that person. And so we let God worry about the things that we can't worry about. And, and we, and we volunteer and you use your hands to pray for people. And I don't always fold my hands when I pray, but I do often. Um, sometimes I don't, sometimes I'm laying in my bed and I don't necessarily fold my hands or I'm driving my car and then I definitely don't fold my hands, but praying doesn't get your hands dirty, but it kind of is that all in, don't be afraid to do something. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Don't be afraid to get spiritually involved. And sometimes that takes a lot out of you and it's easier to maybe not pray with intent, but I think it's important that we do. There's so many things, whether it's natural disasters with the impending Hurricane Ian, or when people are sick, or mental illness challenges, anything like that. Get your hands dirty and be out in front. Um, so many of the our listeners are people not afraid to get their hands dirty. My sister Susie, have I ever mentioned her before? She's my only sister and clearly I love her so much. Absolutely will stop to help somebody anytime in regards to a myriad of problems. Um, point somebody in the right direction and help them. 
Judy, absolutely another human that goes out of her way to, you know, when she's gathering stuff that she doesn't need and shares it with, um, you know, like um, a cat shelter or she just recently did that. And she has cats of her own um, and they were doing some sort of fundraisers. Very cool. Like um, where they help people foster and all that kind of stuff. Also, all the stuff that people gave her during her time with cancer and she was willing to give back. Um, Paul and his wife um, helping the cause of melanoma and stopping skin cancer and getting um, sunscreen to be given out and at parks and things like that. Just good stuff. And I'm probably minima minimizing some of this. My friends, um, Shelly and Brian constantly give, like they'll buy some gift cards. And if there's somebody they know in need, they will send that gift card out. And how kind is that? Like, those are the ways that you get your hands dirty. Um, I know that I'm forgetting lots of you and, and the things that you do. Um, my niece, Susan, has a heart for Jesus and is a doer. And her family always willing to take somebody in and always willing to feed people and, and do the right thing. Like that's, that's the whole thing. You know, it's just doing what Jesus does, getting our hands dirty. And that's the call to action is how are you going to get your hands dirty this week? Getting your hands dirty might not be gross, like you might be making cookies for somebody. I know my um, sweet friend Phyllis has done that lots of times, makes cookies and then distributes them to people that might be homebound or just enjoys them. So sometimes you can get your hands dirty and slash delicious. I'm just saying lots of fun ways to get your hands dirty. Maybe you buy a sticky hand for a little kid. How fun would that be? I'm just making stuff up now. The key is don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Don't be afraid to do the hard work. But not just the hard work to move forward in life. The hard work to be kind and to be good and to be loving and to be caring of others and tolerant of people and accepting of people and compassionate and like Jesus, like Jesus who wasn't afraid to touch broken humans and heal them. And we might not have the gift of healing like Jesus, although some of some of you might. Pretty sure God doesn't let me do it because he knows I'd take all the credit for it. Hashtag pride is sinful sometimes. Working on it, okay? Just keep doing the work. Just keep looking to be a better human. Keep loving God. Keep loving people. And keep coming back because you're my friends and I love you all. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening.